I love that intro. That is a great intro. I know. I love it. Thank you, Miguelifornia. Thank you, Miguelifornia. Awesome <laughs> intro. Uh, what's up, buddy? Dude, it's been a couple of weeks. I know, man. I was traveling this time last week. You were. Yeah. Out to Tulsa and back. Yes. Thank God I'm home. And you made it back alive. <laughs> yes, I did. Ah. Well, there's a lot to talk about. I know. One of my favorite things is I came back from Tulsa and Dave was posting like a madman again. And I'm on Telegram. What? How did that yeah. happen? I created a Telegram channel a week ago. Nice. Where can we get it at? On Telegram. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Captain Obvious. <laughs> There's a couple of fake channels. They have like four or 500 subscribers. And then there's my channel, which now has 40,000 subscribers. 40,000? In one week. Yeah, that's pretty good, man. Uh, and my peeps missed me. What can I say? We all miss you, man. Yeah, so I have a Telegram channel. And I'm posting news and commentary and a couple of dreams. And, you know, the, the stuff I used to post on Twitter, it's all on Telegram now. I know somebody was saying that this morning that it's like having you back on Twitter again, but better. yeah, yeah, pretty much going back to you know a little Babylon B, a little uh, you know tr trolling the <clears throat> the doom porn addicts and oh, just yeah. having literally having fun, uh, and I'm digging it because I'm reconnected to uh, IET is there and uh, all the, the the crew CJ Truth is there, uh, Major Patriot. Um, a lot of people have their channels there. And uh, so, yeah, there it is. Uh, I'm back on Telegram. Back, I shouldn't say back, I'm there now. And thank you, uh, Pepper, for being the admin and <laughs> teaching me how to use Telegram. Pepper is I, I'm actually one. enjoying it a lot, um, especially since you can, I, I found out you can use Telegram on a desktop computer. I have the Windows oh, yeah. app installed. So I have access to my videos, my memes, and it's uh, it's way more fun. So I'm having a blast on Telegram. Um, and there's a lot going on. It's good timing because the eyes of the world are on Maricopa County right now. Yeah, what's going on there? Yeah, a lot. So the audit of the November presidential election is in full swing. Uh, there was a little bit of a, a hiccup on Friday when the Democrat Party, Arizona Democrat Party, they filed for a temporary restraining order to halt the audit. Yeah. Uh, the audit had actually commenced a couple of days earlier. And on Friday, the, the judge allowed the temporary restraining order with the provision that the Arizona Democrat Party would have to put up a $1 million bond to cover cost overruns due to a delay in the audit hmm. the democrat party would not put up a million dollar bond 
So the judge said, okay, well then let the audit continue. So the audit is continuing. Uh, they went, let's see, they went Saturday, they were, they were doing the procedures and then they took a day off yesterday and they're back to doing the audit today. Yeah. Um, there's, I'm posting links from the Arizona audit, uh, live stream mm -hmm. channel. There's a, there's a telegram channel where you can actually look at the cameras. They've got nine cameras set up inside the Coliseum where they're doing the audit and they're asking for people to observe the audit on the cameras. And if you see anything that is sketchy, they want you to report it and they have links where you can actually report things that don't look right. Um, they also have some instructions on there on <clears throat> what what they're doing, what they're trying to accomplish, what things are worth reporting, what things are not worth reporting. So uh, there's there's a lot of um, news going on around the audit. Uh, the the Senate, Arizona Senate, filed with the Supreme Court, with the Arizona Supreme Court, um, to have them hear the case because because the, the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors and the uh, Arizona Democratic Party are continuing to fight this um, subpoena. So I'll, I'll give you a backstory for people who are not familiar with what's going on. So after the November election, the, the ballots and the memory cards and all the data that was um, collected during the election was being held by the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. According to state law, they're supposed to turn it over to the Arizona Senate, and they didn't. They didn't turn over the, the ballots, they didn't turn over the data. So the, so the Republicans in the Arizona Senate issued a subpoena to the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors to get the ballots and the data so that they could do an audit. Uh, and let me just, kind of give a little backstory on that. Um, the reason that the Senate issued the subpoena was a bunch of, of smarty pants, people like me uh, on Twitter back in November were tweeting at Karen Fan, uh, Rusty Bowers, and a number of other people in the Arizona legislature demanding that they do something, they, demanding that they investigate the election, basically. We were tweeting at them. We had a little campaign. <laughs> we were um, have, having people call them and email them around the clock for weeks. And they finally got on Twitter and begged us to stop and said, stop, please stop blowing up our phone lines. Please stop emailing us. We got it. We're, we're on it. We'll, we'll, we'll get something going. And the whole reason why the audit is going on right now is because a bunch of us on Twitter got together and decided to hold them accountable, yes. which is what we're supposed to do with our elected leaders. So that's why they're doing the audit. And, and the reason I say that is if, if you live in Pennsylvania or Wisconsin or Georgia or any other swing state, you might want to organize with people and start your own campaign and contact your elected leaders and demand an audit. It's never too, it's not too late to do it. Uh, they have to keep election data, ballots and everything for 22 months after the election. And it's not never too late to do an audit. And I think that if they find fraud or significant error in the Maricopa audit, it may cause other states and counties to look into their elections. That's that's what we're hoping for. We're hoping that the
the Maricopa audit will be the first domino that falls. And actually, it's not the first domino. It's the second domino. Yeah. Uh, Antrim County, Michigan was actually the first domino. Mm-hmm. So the deal with Antrim County was uh, Antrim County went to Joe Biden initially uh, in the election uh, pretty significantly, like you know, 60% Biden, 40% Trump. That's unheard of because Antrim is a red county. And it's a small county, too. And, and it's, a, it's a small county. So uh, they they did uh, they look into the numbers, and that allowed Matthew DiPerno to file a lawsuit asking for an audit of Antrim County. And he was granted uh, access to the ballots and the, and the voting machines and everything, the tabulators. So he did an audit. He did a forensic audit of Antrim County back in December. And uh, his audit turned up a lot of sketchy uh, information about how the the election machines are, are connected to the internet, even though they say that they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, there was there are a lot of anomalies and irregularities. Um, eventually, the outcome in Antrim County was flipped. It went for Trump, but it's a small county, so it didn't actually affect the state outcome. But that was the first domino. Um, it was a forensic audit that demonstrated the capability of fraud and the likelihood of fraud. Mm-hmm. So Maricopa County is the second county. And unlike Antrim County, you know, we're not just talking about a few thousand votes. We're talking about two million votes. That's a lot. Uh, <clears throat> Maricopa County uh, has about two thirds of the state population. So if Maricopa County is found to have a fraudulent election, uh, it, it would likely flip the outcome and give Arizona to Trump. Now, what the actual process would look like for that is hard to say right now. Um, If they find fraud, then it's up to the Senate to decide what they're going to do with that. I would imagine they would approach Doug Ducey, governor, and Katie Hobbs, the secretary of state, and request a new election, perhaps an election without mail-in ballots and without electronic voting machines. If it's me, I would just say, hey, we're going to do a new election in Maricopa County and we're only using paper ballots and it's only in-person voting. You think they'll do that? Um, that's, you know, speculation. <laughs> yeah. Because I provide speculative commentary and I, and I don't actually have a crystal ball. But you do. that's what I would, I would anticipate. Uh, I would anticipate that the Senate is going to ask the executive branch in Arizona for a new election. Now, I would also anticipate that the executive branch is going to tell the Senate to pound sand. Yeah, uh, I think Ducey and Katie Hobbs are going to want to decertify their election. Yeah, and they certified it in November. It was fraudulent. Uh, I think they knew it was fraudulent, and if they decertify, there it's basically an admission of guilt that they knowingly certified a fraudulent election. Yeah. So I think we're going to end up with the Senate fighting the executive branch. It'll have to go to court. And then the question is, will the courts do anything? The U.S. Supreme Court has shown zero interest in hearing um, election cases. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the Arizona Supreme Court would would make that call. They might. I don't know. I'm sure it would end up in court. And we could end up with a constitutional crisis. Dang. But the thing is, um, if, if widespread fraud is found, particularly if fraud is found 
uh, well, in, in the Dominion voting systems, um, that would probably give a reason for other states and other counties to order an audit of their elections. And same with mail-in ballots. I mean, if they find a lot of fraud in the mail-in balloting, that would cause a lot of states to look at their mail-in balloting. So, you know, it could set up a little domino situation where a bunch more counties and states start to look at their elections. I have some friends who are actually volunteers. They're down there at the Coliseum. They said that, that their part of it is scheduled for 21 days. And then there's an analysis compiling the data and bringing everything together. It'll take another couple of weeks probably. We're, we're probably looking at um, you know Memorial Day by the time we're, we hear all, all of this. Um, and I, I'm, go, I'm going to be following uh, the news and putting it in Telegram and putting it out on, on Gab. Uh, much as I can. Do you think what what about the, like all the ballots they got rid of and stuff? I mean, obviously they can't be counting those. I mean, is there? You mean be, the shredded ballots? Yeah. I mean, what are they gonna what are they gonna do about that? You know, they were cleaning yes. house for weeks. Yes. Well, that is an interesting question. Um, I have reason to believe that there are a lot of shredded ballots that they have been. Some of them have been found and located. And I don't know what is going to happen with the shredded ballots. I think they'll, that will be brought into the audit process and they'll have to do an examination of them mm-hmm. and determine, uh, <laughs> were, were they legitimate ballots? Were they illegitimate ballots? You know, what, what was the deal? How did they get shredded? Um, uh, who authorized it? I, I don't really know. I know that there are, there are shredded ballots. Yeah. Um, and what they're going to do with those shredded ballots, I don't know. Uh, why are people shredding ballots? I mean, there's there's a legitimate reason to shred some ballots. You know, if you're running um, a test on, on a machine and you're running test ballots through, you might want to shred the test ballots afterward. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's it seems like a lot of these shredded ballots were actually ballots that were cast. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. We'll have to see what happens with those. Just something funny that happened on the way to the ballot machine. Yeah, well, you know, funny <laughs> thing was uh, after I took them from the tabulator, I kind of tripped and they fell into a shredder. And oh no! You know, <laughs> of all the luck. <laughs> yeah. What now? I've seen some stuff. You know, we talked about it back in like November and December and stuff about the the ballots being watermarked. Or now I've seen them them using some light ones and stuff like that. But then I saw. That maybe that's about whether or not the ballots were creased or not. What you got any thoughts yeah. on that? If you look at um, what Jovan Pulitzer has done, he created this thing called um, kinematic examination. Basically, it's looking for uh, fold marks on mail-in ballots, and they call that a kinematic mark. When you fold a piece of paper, it creates a crease, a mark. That's it. See that little that little black and silver? See the little black and silver mark there? That's a crease on a folded ballot. Ah. Right? And the kinematic artifact, that's what they call it a kinematic artifact. So what they're doing is with the mail-in ballots, all mail-in ballots are folded. Yeah. They're actually folded by a machine and they're blown into an envelope and then sealed up and, and mailed out. Well, a real simple way to find out if a mail-in ballot is fraudulent is if it doesn't have a crease. That means it wasn't folded, it wasn't mailed out. 
So they're using these ultraviolet lights to look for crease marks on the mail-in ballots, in addition to other things. It's, it's a multi-step process, but according to uh, Jovan Pulitzer, that's, that's one of the reasons, one of the things you're looking for with the, the UV light, you're looking for crease marks on mail-in ballots to mm. identify. Uh, so black lights matter. Black uh, lights yeah. matter. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Black lights matter. <laughs> So yeah, a lot of these ballots. What, now that some of the ballots were were filled in on the spot too. Like they had people that were that were filling in ballots, and I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So another thing that they're going to look at is um, there there are ways to detect fraudulent ballots. Mm -hmm. One way is to analyze the paper, right? So legitimate ballots are printed on a certain kind of paper, and if you do a microscopic examination of the paper. You could, uh, according to Jovan Pulitzer, you can determine the country of origin of a paper. So if they were printing uh, ballots in China or North Korea and shipping them over to the United States and putting them in the election, when we found a bunch of ballots that were, had foreign paper, that would be a problem. Yeah. Right. So that's one uh, artifact that they could look at. There's another one, which is kind of interesting. Um, they noticed, they've noticed in some states, and I don't know that they found this in Arizona, but they found it in other states where um, on a ballot, you have the little circles, the little bubbles, and you have to fill them in with a pen, right, for your choice. But they found in Georgia, I think it was in Georgia, I remember watching the hearing. In Georgia, they found a bunch of, they had a whole box of ballots where the little bubbles were filled in perfectly and they analyzed the the ink, and it was actually from an inkjet printer. Oh wow! This whole this whole box of like 200 ballots had all been filled in with an inkjet printer. Yeah. There was no pen ink on the ballot anywhere. Somebody had just run them through a printer, and they were all for Joe Biden, and they just ran them all through. So if the bubbles are filled out perfectly, if there's inkjet printer uh, used instead of an ink pen, they can find that out too. There's a lot of ways that they can cheat using paper ballots and all of those issues can be detected. Another thing is uh, that Pulitzer has talked about is uh, it's called registry. So if you look at a ballot and you um, examine how the text on a ballot is printed, it's all supposed to line up a certain uh, margin on the left and right, certain margin on the top, certain marks on the ballot are supposed to be in a certain area. When they print fake ballots, they don't use the same registry. Everything's a little bit off, a little bit left, a little bit right, a little too high or low. And so you can look at, uh, you can examine the ballots and determine fake ballots by the way that the, uh, the information is printed on it. The, the, the forensic um, examination of ballots, I think is, gonna, is going to look at a lot of different things. And uh, I'm I'm going to be very interested to see how this all turns out. You think we're going to get any leaks of information? <laughs> if I get any information leaked to me, uh, I, I'm probably not going to be putting it out there on the internet. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a whole lot of information to be leaked. The whole process is really transparent. I mean, they're they have um, you know monitoring cameras on the entire process where yeah. 
here. They got all tables. All the volunteers are all wearing different color shirts, which indicates people that are involved in different processes in the uh, in the audit. Um, everything is done being done really transparently. It's hard to like hide anything or, or keep anything secret. Uh, I, I don't know that we're gonna that there's anything that would actually be leaked out, other than maybe some of the findings mm -hmm. um, of the audit, the results, and uh, yeah, I, I have no idea if any of that's gonna be leaked out. Yeah. Now, when people are watching the the cameras, you've got like so many links over there to on you know the different cameras and everything. What are what are people looking for? Well, I mean, what can you tell us to be on the lookout for? Right. So here's an example. Um, if you look at the people in at the tables, there's like five tables where all the people are wearing yellow shirts. Okay. They have these turntables on there, and they're they're examining uh, the ballots uh, for particular artifacts. And, and the people that are at the next set of tables, uh, they're wearing blue shirts. There's people wearing um, uh, other color shirts. Um, each table, each section, they'll have different things that they're looking for, mm -hmm. right? So um, in if you go to the, the Telegram channel or the Arizona uh, Audit Live Feeds, they actually explain to you in the Telegram channel what the different tables are looking for, what you should look for. Now, I haven't spent a whole lot of time looking at these cameras. I haven't really spent any time. I know that they're there. I checked them out when they first put them up. Uh, and I was like, oh, wow, this is cool. I've got a bank of security cameras and you can you can observe what's going on. All right, you can see the green, t green teams, blue teams. Mm -hmm. There's people with orange shirts, black shirts. They all have different roles. Like I said, if you, if you go to any camera, particular camera, you'll see the yellow team, the green team, the blue team or whatever. Um, you'll be, if you're going to report something, if you're going to observe, you should look in the Telegram channel at the information for that camera, for that table. And there's people there where you can actually, you can ask questions. And they have a, a, uh, a live chat at every evening in the Telegram channel. Oh, nice. So you can jump on there and you can ask questions. You can make observations. You can... You know, share your your concerns in the in the live chat. Uh, it's an audio chat, and they have I think they have that every night that they're running the audit, right? And mm -hmm. and I'm not gonna you know sit here and blow smoke up your butt. I don't know all of the details of what all these people are doing and what they're all looking for. Um, I know that that each color coded uh, shirt represents a person who's doing some uh, particular job. Yeah. And uh, and I don't know I don't have the details on, on, on all of that I haven't actually looked into it uh, <laughs> I've been I've been focusing on some other things but anyone who has free time if you got time and, and you know you know, you want to check in just go look at the camera look at the live feeds observe the tables um, early on people were reporting some things that were a little sketchy actually one of the things that got reported was a media reporter snuck her way in as a volunteer what? and was in there to sabotage, to sabotage the operation and she got exposed wow uh nice. and removed nicely done anons <laughs> yeah yeah uh i wonder what they're so afraid of though i mean why are they uh why are they doing all this I'm, I'm yeah why are they so afraid of 
an, an audit. Yeah. What, 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 what don't they want anyone to see? Uh, the, the degree of panic in the mainstream media right now is it's, it's delicious. I don't know if you've seen any of the Rachel Maddow. Uh-uh. Um, oh, Rachel losing her mind. The first night of the audit, she let off her news broadcast, news broadcast, and I use the term loosely, <laughs> with, a, with a hit job on the Maricopa audit. And then the second night, she went into full panic mode. Um, <laughs> she was like, this is really happening. They really have the balance. And they're really going to examine them. And they're really going to try to change the outcome of the election. This is really happening. I mean, she was in, <laughs> dude, she was in panic mode. Nice. Uh, and, there's, and there's a lot of people in the media that are panicking over this. Um, lots, of, lots of innuendo, smearing, smear tactics. They're trying to discredit the process. So they've been trying to discredit cyber ninjas. They're trying to discredit the process. Um, Last night, Katie Hobbs sent a letter to Mark Burnovich, who is our attorney general, demanding an investigation of the audit based on media reports of irregularities and protocol violations. Yeah. And Burnovich told Katie Hobbs to take a long walk off a short pier. There isn't going to be an investigation because there's no, no predicate for an investigation. So they're pulling out the stops, or the Democrats, liberal media, politicians, they're kind of in panic mode over this thing because I think they know what's going to be found. Yeah. And they're going to have then have lots of problems trying to spin the results of a forensic audit. Yeah, they're fooked. Uh, panic is good. Yeah. Panic is right. Panic increases the rat population, according to a military intelligence insider. Yeah. Yeah, isn't it? I mean, it's like it's all in the way that you look at it, right? I mean, you can look at all the stuff that they want you to look at, or you can, you know, see what they're and, not and showing you know, and how they react to what they do. Yeah, here's here's what's going on. In big picture, forty thousand foot view. Um, the DOJ is now uh, has announced that they're going to be arresting hundreds more people for their involvement in the peaceful protest at the Capitol on January 6th. Some of the people who were are, are arrested are being held in solitary confinement. What? They haven't been tried and they're holding them in solitary confinement. And a lot of them are being held without bail because the DOJ now is trying to put pressure on anyone who was involved in the protest on the 6th, probably to, probably to get them to cooperate, but also probably to send a message to patriots, don't screw with us because if you do, we'll make your life hell. Yeah. Right. So the, the whole thing with January 6th was it was an op. It was an op by the deep state to draw attention away from election fraud. Right. So they do not want us looking at election fraud. They don't want us talking about election fraud for the last uh, five months, anyone who thinks that election fraud is a real thing is a conspiracy theorist. CNN wrote an article yesterday where they tied in Trump's baseless conspiracy theories about election fraud. And they said it, that's the cause of what happened on uh, January 6th. Baseless. Baseless.
I never get to uh, use that Trump, one. You said baseless. That's, though, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Trump's baseless claims of election fraud are the reason for the January 6th uh, event. Right now they're tying together election fraud and January 6th. And it's very interesting to me because I, my perspective has always been January 6th was a false flag event. They yeah. sent in Antifa and BLM to tear the place up as as a way to divert attention away from the election fraud. They yeah. want to be, have the media be able to continually talk about insurrection. They don't want to talk about election fraud. Election fraud is a conspiracy theory. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, totally. Now that the audit is in full swing, they have to continue that tactic of it's a conspiracy theory. There's nothing to it. Uh, it it's a bunch of crazy QAnon. Rachel Maddow li literally said, "These are a bunch of crazy QAnon people. You don't. You should pay no attention to them. They're off their rockers. They're 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 insane. Anyone who believes in election fraud uh, is is unhinged and, and they have baseless claims. I mean, it's just it's the same same nonsense you keep hearing from the media. Hold on, I got the Rachel clip. I think this is it. Hold on. The Trump world really does think that the election is going to be overturned because of the." You know, Sidney Powell, Lynn Wood, QAnon Why are you looking folks at me? being put in charge of recounting all the ballots in Maricopa. And that really did start this week. And they really are going to recount those ballots and who knows what they're going to say happened there. <laughs> they ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine. And you're not really fine. You just can't get into it because they would <laughs> I freaking love it, man. That's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> You can hear she's like swallowing, like her mouth is dry. She's trying to get a gulp in there. It's just you beautiful. Know, she had the same look, same expression, same delivery the night that Trump won in 2016. Yeah. It was like watching it all over again. Yeah. The Trump world really does think that the election is going to be overturned because of the. Yeah. You know, Wide-eyed. Oh my God! Is this Sydney really happening again? Put in charge of recounting all the ballots in Maricopa. <laughs> And that really did start this week. And they really are going to recount. Yeah, she looks scared. <laughs> so, so I am, uh, I, I am, I'm frosty. I'm frosty and I am comfy. I'm, I'm having a good time because the, the tide has turned. Yeah. The, the tide has turned. Uh, we're finally back on offense after being on defense for about four months. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm having a good time. Uh, I feel like it's only a matter of time before the truth comes out, and the media is in panic. Politicians are in panic they're all because fucked. they know the truth is going to come out, and and they're they're panicking over it. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, man! To be a fly on the wall with some of these people. I mean, it goes all the way to the top. So you know, could Dave? Could this be like the time where we maybe see an arrest? You know, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that's out of, out of the realm of possibility because um, election fraud is a crime. It's a serious one. Right? So if the audit finds fraud, then there's a question of who perpetrated the fraud because that makes them a perpetrator of a crime. And, you know, maybe our Secretary of State, maybe... Uh, some of the people in our local government are going to end up going to prison over this. Wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if you find fraud, you have to find out who perpetrated the fraud, right? Yeah. So 
Yeah, I, th I think that's a good possibility. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, Miguel Fornia and I were talking last week about it. You know, it's like you kind of you popping back up is, is very encouraging. You know, like the, the amount of stuff that you're putting out there again, the way you're involved, it's kind of like, you know, Dave wouldn't be showing up like this if uh, if nothing was going on. I see it as a good indicator too. Yep, I feel like uh, this is a good time for us to come back on the radar <clears throat> to get our message out because we have to um, we have to combat the fake news media's narrative, and we actually have good information now. Mm -hmm. We have relevant, current information that we can put out to, to combat the, the uh, fake news industrial complex. So. You know, it's, it's all hands on deck, and it's back to battle stations. And I am I am gl glad to be back in the fight. Yeah. Uh, and and like I said, I, I really like being on Telegram. It's like being on Twitter, only it's better because I don't have to worry about Jack uh, banning my account if I say the wrong thing. Yeah, true. There's I've seen a little bit of stuff happen over on Telegram with like some suspicious reporting and stuff like that. But I mean, for the most part, it's been okay. It's, it's, it gets a little overwhelming at times, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah the first couple of days I was on uh, posting stuff, I was trying to post and trying to keep up with the comments and trying to learn how to block, you know, what what accounts to block. They're dropping these the Trump coin links and all the other stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of a learning curve, and it was a little, it was a little overwhelming the first couple of days for me. <laughs> but I feel like I have a handle on it right now. And uh, and I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I'm liking it. Channels are your friends. Yes, the, the new chans for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I mean, honestly, I mean, it's kind of like that. Do you ever go over there anymore to like Eight Coon or anything? No, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't really visit Eight uh, Coon unless Q is posting. Mm -hmm. I mean, if Q is posting, I'm over there. I'll go over there and grab screen screen uh, caps. And then look at what the announcements are saying. Uh, but outside of that, I really don't go on on Aitken. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's a little infiltrated too. It's, it's fun. Yeah, could be. There. I've just been working on the books. Yeah. Uh, How's that going? I have, to, I have to pick and choose what I spend my time on. Yeah. And I, I've, for the last four months, I've really enjoyed writing. Uh, but now I'm back to. Uh, full posting mode, so I haven't written anything in the last three or four days. How's it going with the books? Where are you at? Uh, slow. <laughs> <laughs> are you still doing the uh, the glossary? Are you still working on yes. that? Damn. Yeah, I'm up to the letter H. <laughs> uh, I, I plowed through the D's and the E's, and I'm, I'm now actually at, at H. Huh? Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to get some work done on the glossary today uh, and get a couple more letters knocked off the list. It's going slow, uh, but I'm having a really good time posting on on Gab and Telegram, and uh, so you know it is what it is. Yeah, now you got a Foxhole channel too, and I got a Foxhole channel. I do. Yeah, Foxhole. Yeah, I finally got a hold of the guy who who's in charge of that. Uh, emailed him. He got me connected. Got my live stream set up, so I, I can go live on on Pilled and Foxhole. Uh, and, and, you know, as the audit got underway, I kind of figured this is the time, now that the audit is, is in full swing, 
this is a good time for me to be, you know, maybe think about doing some more broadcasts. Uh, I'm not committing to doing regular live streams uh, other than what you and I do on Mondays, but there's coming a time in the future when I'm going to need to go back on and start doing broadcasts again. So I'm getting prepared for that. Well, we're, we're ready. <laughs> we're ready. And look at you. You're still broadcasting on Periscope. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's like a good app that doesn't even exist anymore. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> hey, you know, the ghost of Periscope passed. I know. I, I was on the uh, on the Google Play Store looking for the Periscope app to do, because it's on one of my tablet, and I wanted to uninstall it. And when I went to the Play Store to uninstall it, you can't even find the app in the Play Store, but it's on my tablet. So yeah. I just deleted it manually. But, um, yeah, you're on a ghost app now. That's pretty cool. I know. Dave Kellerman and uh, Redneck John are over there. It's like, what the <laughs> heck? <laughs> yeah supernatural saturday well we got two weeks of that right uh yes i think uh may 8th i think is the next supernatural saturday so so listen are you doing any kind of special prayers or anything sending out towards the audit and arizona i mean i know you're you're not too far away I, i'm not doing any special prayers um I think everyone needs to keep Maricopa County, uh, President Trump, and the auditors in prayer. But I, I'm not like, I think CJ Truth might be doing uh, some, I mean, CJ is always putting out, you know, leading people in prayer and prayer requests. Yeah, he's um, awesome. I haven't been, I haven't felt like that's anything that God specifically wants me to do. Mm -hmm. um, so I haven't been doing that, but you know, if, if prayer is your thing, you should definitely be following CJ Truth. Um, and, you know, the, the Telegram channel for the audit, they're putting out, uh, night, I think, nightly, you know, hey, join us in prayer tonight. Nice. I don't know if they're actually doing that in the, in the live chat, but they're pretty big on prayer. They're asking for people for prayer. So is Bobby Python. Bobby Python does a daily, uh, if, you're, if, you're into, if you're Catholic and you like the rosary, Bobby Python does a daily rosary uh, live stream, I think. Oh, nice. So, you know, people are doing it. Hey, here's an interesting question. Um, Mercy007 says, have you heard about the Florida company that bought up the Pentagon, the Pentagon IP addresses? Really yep. interested in your take. Yep. Me too. Yeah, I, I read a lengthy article on that yesterday. It is interesting because it, that happened at three minutes before noon on January 20th. Hmm. They they sent out a little notification on this that nobody would know about unless you were tracking this kind of thing. And they sent out the notification on three minutes before noon on January 20th, literally the last three minutes of Trump's first term in office. Mm -hmm. Now, I read this really long article, and it looks like the company has changed hands over the course of time. A lot of the people involved are Obama operatives and sycophants. I don't, at the end of the day, this article gave a lot of information about that, but there was no clear understanding or even a guess as to what it meant. Yeah. Was it the good guys, the bad guys doing this? Really hard to say. So, I don't know. Um, Definitely I, I, keep our eye on that, though. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, but I don't know what it means. Is there anybody in the White House? 
Don't start with me, man. Ah, <laughs> come on, man. I'm on the way out. <laughs> I can drop these. Is there anybody in the White House? Well, I think so. I'm not a fan of um, the, the narrative that uh, I'm just reading all this stuff. You know, people are saying that Biden's been executed. Hillary Clinton's been executed. James Comey's been executed. That the people that we're seeing are either clones or body doubles, and all these people are already gone. They're in Gitmo. I don't give any of that any credence because there is zero sauce for any of it. People are making claims that um, the UV light that's being used in Arizona audit is being used to look for watermarks. Well, okay, you can think that if you want to. Mm -hmm. There is zero evidence in the public domain uh to substantiate the claim that there are watermarks on the ballots and that these guys are looking for watermarks mm -hmm. joe van pulitzer the guy who invented the process they're using said it's looking for creases on the ballots yeah. and people are like no they're looking for watermarks and like well you're arguing with the guy who invented the process he said they're <laughs> not looking for watermarks um i, I don't i don't like uh people making claims without any without any sauce yeah. without a source um you know trump has he's taken the media to task because they have all these news reports where they cite unnamed sources and trump has pretty much called them liars saying they don't have any sources they're making this crap up and they're saying they have sources and they don't well i look at people who make these claims the same way i'm like okay well if you're going to make this claim then cite your source give me a link I want a video. I want evidence of what you're what you're saying is true. Otherwise, don't bother me with this stuff. Yeah. And people just like to make claims because they sound, you know, and a lot of people that they, they like these ideas because it makes them feel good. Right. It makes if someone tells you but that's like Comey, a fake Clapper, good. Brennan, Obama, Clinton, they're all development executed, they've all, they're ordering Gitmo. It makes people feel good. It makes them feel like, oh, the good guys are in control and all the bad people have already been eradicated and we're just looking at body doubles. It, these, the, the people who are out there on the internet spreading these lies, they do it because they know people will feel good about it. Mm. And they'll show up next time and watch their YouTube video and they'll get more ad revenue on their YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> they keep on telling these lies to make people feel good. It's the same list that goes around like every six months. You know? it's, it, it is. I mean, this and this stuff has been going around for years. It's none of it's new. It's they almost as good as the drunk dancing. And they have no sources. Yeah. Every one of them will tell you, well, I have, you know, sources inside the intelligence community uh, that I can't name. And because they're, you know, secret top high level security people, mm -hmm. you never get any sources. You never get any proof. It's all sauceless. And I don't buy any of it. Yeah. Um, if, if you're going to make those kind of claims, give me some proof. Otherwise, don't waste my time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to me, that's not does it, like, does it really make people feel good, though? I mean, it's like. Yeah. It does make people feel good. That's why they keep going back. But it's. If, <laughs> that's that's one of the things with uh, Nasara and Jasara. This yeah. idea. I about, never got you know, into about, that. No. The reason why people buy into that is because it makes them feel good. Yeah. They think that they're going to be in on this and they're going to get a bunch of money uh, and they're going to get rich. And, you know, and the way that they hooked people is they, they structured this story 
as, well, we're only going to choose certain people, yeah. people who have high moral standards who aren't going to use this money selfishly. Mm. They're going to have to give certain amount of this money away. And, and if you're one of those people who's willing to give the money away, then you can be in on it and you can get the money. They yeah. trapped people by promising them money. And the hook is, well, you, you, but you can't be selfish. You have to give the money away. And people are like, oh, that's me. Uh, I'll take the money, but I, I won't <laughs> keep it all for myself. I'll give some of it away. And see, um, they, they just prey on people because it makes them feel good. They prey on people. They know the kind of things that, that people want to hear. And they tell them what they want to hear. Yeah. They create these stories uh, to get people to believe these things because then they'll keep on tuning in. Like I said, it's a little thing where, oh, I want to tune into this guy's you know, show next week. Uh, and they keep tuning in, keep tuning in. They get the viewers, they get, they get more subscribers. And these people make a lot of ad revenue yeah. off their videos. And you can say what you want, but a lot of these guys, they're just there for the money. They're telling you these stories because they know they can make money doing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, there's definitely interesting stuff going on with the central bank and and all that kind of stuff. But I've just I've always stayed away from from that all. It's it wasn't it wasn't in the drops. Sorry. Right, and you know the drops are, are not the be all and the end all of you know what's relevant out there. But uh, <laughs> if if you do a little bit of research yeah. and you have a little bit of discernment and use some critical thinking. You can sort of weed through and sort out um, the nonsense from fact. And, and you know, uh, unfortunately for a lot of people, they don't, still don't realize this. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Um, I, I never looked into the Illuminati and Jekyll Island and the, the bloodlines and all the other stuff and chemtrails. I've never been interested in that stuff. It, it just, that, those things have just never interested me until Q came along. And then Q starts dropping and I start following the drops and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I have to start, I have to start looking at stuff that I don't even, I've never wanted to look at. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I try to confine my, my research to things that Q has pointed out. Um, and you know, it's all about doing your own research. Yeah. Uh, and, and here's, here's my, <laughs> my disclaimer, whatever I say on, on this broadcast or any broadcast, I'm not telling you to have to believe me because I said this. I'm simply encouraging you to do your own research. Mm -hmm. Look for the facts, do your own research and come to the truth. And don't necessarily believe everything everybody says just because they say it. Mm -hmm. uh, do your research, do your due diligence. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the things I always loved about being friends with you along this way. You know, you really kind of, I always say you trained me up, man, but you I mean, you always kind of like, Keep the main thing the main thing, you know, stay over here, stay, you know. So, yeah. I love doing my own research. I'm trying to encourage people to do their own research now in the downtime, man, in the Bible. Citizen journalists dig. This this is a good time to do research. It really is. Yep. Yep. Well, how can we be praying for you this week, Dave? Pray that I will get through the letter H in the Dream Dictionary. Uh, I'd like to get this dream dictionary done so you could pray that I would have focus on the dream dictionary and get it done this week. All right, Lord, we're just praying for Dave to make it through H3Z. And Lord, I just uh, thank you so much for my friend and thank you for him and Denise and everything that they do. 
Lord bless him today like he blesses us and uh, bring us back here again next week for another Medic Monday. And Lord, uh, with a quickness, making the way through H today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go out on Thunder because it's good. Like it. Yeah. The fake media tried to stop us from going to the White House, but I'm president and they're not. We are fighting the fake news. It's fake, phony, fake. Their agenda is not your agenda. They want you to think we're all crooked. We're not. It's Russia.